Hey, what's going on? This is Mark Grody, the official Chicago Bears sideline reporter from 670 The Score, an ISU Redbird alum. It's now time for your fifth quarter sports talk. It's Will's fifth quarter special, and here's your host, Will Farlow. Welcome into the 27th episode of a sports podcast that captures everything you want to know as the buzzer sounds at the end of any sports game. Welcoming listeners to the 27th episode of Will's fifth quarter special. I'm your host, Will Farwell, here with you this afternoon on this special edition of the 5th Quarter Sports Talk, where we are covering the Illinois State men's and women's basketball teams, a little bit of baseball and a little bit of softball, as it is once again the Redbird Sports Update for alums and Redbird students and faculty alike to stay in tune with the Redbird athletics, what's going on, and what's to come. So we have that big interview coming up here as we once again took the time to speak with a, another WZND news and sports reporter. He is a well-respected news and sports reporter in the WZND department, and he is also a regular on the show. You probably have heard him in recent episodes as a guest co-host two times. I took the time to speak with Hector Carrion who uh, helped me catch up with the men's basketball team that is sadly riding a five-game losing streak. How they can bounce back from that in their match against Drake tomorrow. The incredible season to this point for the Redbird women's basketball team under year two of uh, Coach Kristen Gillespie. And, of course, we have a little bit of baseball and softball action starting, so we talk a little bit about that. It is the Redbird Sports Update. As I had an interview this afternoon with WZND's news and sports reporter. Here's my interview with Hector Carrion. Hector Carrion is back on the fifth quarter sports talk, but he's in a different spot with it. He is joining us on the Redbird Sports Update. The news and sports reporter and co-host of the Red Zone made some time to squeeze us in all the way from normal. So Hector Carrion, welcome back. To the fifth quarter sports talk, my friend. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm I'm excited to be back on. You know, I'm, I what is this my third time? I think my third appearance on the third show. time is a charm. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm excited. Well, there's a lot of things going on down there that's exciting. I know uh, as an alum, I've missed going to games in the stands or on the broadcast booth with you guys yeah. down there. So, but the men's basketball team is probably the big topic right now. Uh, we're gonna start. With the men's team, we'll save the women for the second. Um, the men's basketball teams had some interesting matchups, not even just matchups, but they take down Loyola at home a while back. But a tough set of losses recently, a uh, five-game losing streak, if I'm correct. So that's not what you want to see. You know, we're, we're on like almost two weeks before the Missouri Valley Conference. So what have you noticed after that Loyola victory that, has kind of made the Redbirds need to turn the tide pretty quickly. Yeah, I don't know. After that Loyola victory, you know, that was a that was a pretty big win against the first-place team that win catapulted the Redbird team into a tie for first. So after that win, you know, as a fan, you kind of expected this team to really show out and begin playing like that for the remainder of the season, and it's been just completely different. You know, the whole team's really struggling. Like you said already, they're on the, the five-game losing streak. Um, and and it's it's probably the worst time for this team to 
be playing the way they're playing because they're just plummeting in the Missouri Valley Conference standing. They're as of right now, they're playing on Thursday night for Arch Madness. So, you know, that's definitely not the situation you want to be in. Good thing is the Missouri Valley Conference, as you know, Will, it's been hectic this year. You have teams within one game of each other basically for the remainder of this season. And, you know, these last three games for this Redbird team are huge. You know, these are three victories this Redbird team really needs if they don't want to play on that first night in Arch Madness this year. Yeah, and I'm just – I took a look at some of the last few games. The one that was the most surprising to me is Indiana State. Now, just historically the last few years, ISU and Indiana State at Redbird Arena or on the road in Terrell, they've played very competitive basketball between those two. Those teams really push each other's buttons, and that's always a competitive matchup in Missouri Valley play. But they fell by 23 points to Indiana State. That's not something Redbird fans have seen against the Sycamores in quite some time. And – just looking at the point totals, they only had three scores in double-digit figures, Bain, Yarbrough, but Chastain, I have to agree, is is probably the biggest rising surprise this season for the Redbirds. Yeah, definitely. You know, Matt Chastain started the year on the bench. He was not in the starting lineup, and I don't think many people saw him becoming one of the permanent starters in this lineup, and he's done exactly that. You know, he's making a big impact on both sides of the ball for this Redbird team. And going to just talking about that last game against Indiana State, you said it well. Um, Redbird fans are not used to seeing this Redbird team loose at the Sycamore team. Um, that happened, and I have I have to credit that to the, the 20 turnovers the Redbird had. The Redbirds had in that game, season high for them, and we've seen it all season. That's been a big issue when the Redbirds turn the ball over a lot in the game, they lose those games. Yeah, and it just comes down to smart play, like right right there. I mean, just looking at some of the scores in the state, there's, they they got some decent players. They're not, you know, the top echelon of the conference, which is why it was surprising. Like I mentioned, they're a competitor, but I think what fans are going to have to be just on the edge of their seats for in a few weeks in St. Louis is how tight the conference stands have been. You know, it's been back and forth, you know, teams moving up, teams moving back, like the Redbirds have moved back. But the thing that it has to be consistent every year with the Missouri Valley Conference competitiveness by each team is how it doesn't matter what teams in what round in a few weeks, any team could win. You know, we saw a lot of surprises last year. So what do the Redbirds need to do starting tomorrow? You mentioned they have Drake coming to town and then Missouri State next week. Then they head on the road to Carbondale right before the conference first-round tournament, which is that Thursday, March 7th. You're on the call for tomorrow. What are you expecting the Redbirds to bring out? You know, Dan Moore's not happy. Uh, we can already tell that um, after losing five straight games. What is he going to get his team to hopefully try and do tomorrow, sending a statement to Redbird fans saying, we're not out of this? Yeah, definitely. You know, this has to be a statement game. The Redbirds really kind of have to win this game if they want to, you know, turn their fortunes around, get the fans back into this as the season does dwindle down. But for tomorrow's game, you know, this Redbird team just needs to come out and be solid on both sides of the ball. Their defense as of late has been pretty good, and they've been struggling on the offensive side of the ball. They need to get out of that shooting slump they've been in for these last five games on the offensive side of the ball and really limit those turnovers because, as we've seen, the turnovers, that's probably been the biggest issue for the Redbirds this year is those turnovers, and we've seen it when they turn the ball over a lot in the game, they lose those games. 
So if they want to beat this Drake team, this hot Drake team, Drake is probably the hottest team in the conference right now. So it's going to be even tougher for this Redbird team to do it. They just need to come out and play solid basketball on both sides of the ball. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And uh, I know we have a fellow Z&D staffer down there, I'm sure you know who I'm talking about, that is going to be kind of split decision on the Redbirds <laughs> and Drake, if I'm correct. Uh, not to call her yeah. out. We won't call her out, but we know uh, she's the one Redbird fan that will be on the fence there. Uh, but now we're going to turn it over to the women's basketball side. After, to me, of the two, this is the one I've really been following the most this year. Um, as an alum through this winter period, because this is a team last year, they got their first winning record in the last five years under Gillespie's first season at the helm last year. Then coming to year two, you bring in a player like Kiki Magic, who's become a Cinderella story for this Redbird women's basketball team. Lexi Wallen coming out of the volleyball court onto the basketball court, brings her defense and blocking. This team is winning five of their last seven. They have 15 wins. It's probably the most wins they've had for a long time. You know, this team's 8-6 and six in conference. This is a Redbird women's team that's making some noise. So what what's the noise like on campus about how incredibly well this women's basketball team is playing this year? Well, yeah, they've definitely gotten everyone's attention with the way they've been playing. Like you said, they're riding a five-game win streak. Probably, actually, I'm sorry, they just lost to Bradley. But before, prior to that game, they were riding a five-game win streak. So they're one of the hottest teams in the conference. Um, and and we've noticed here down at campus, these girls can play. And we really started seeing it last year, had Coach Chris and, Chris and Gillespie's first year here. We saw kind of that culture change she wanted to bring. We saw the recruiting she was doing, and it's already starting to pay off this year with the way T.T. Magic playing, Simone Goods, like you said, Lexi Wallen. Even even last even their last game against Bradley, the freshman, Lexi Kadalka, I think had about 20 points or so in that game. So everyone is really chipping in. And this Redbird team is good this year, and this, their future is bright. Yeah, I know the freshman, Kadalka, you just mentioned, plays really good in the post. You need that size for the Redbirds. I mean, they she's had those opportunities. Her and Kale Newland, based on some of the veteran injuries they had earlier in the year, uh, Paige Taylor is back, obviously, Megan Talbot, but they're not finding that scoring they had last year. So it's almost for the sophomore sailor just finding her what she had last year again. She's trying to find that this year. Uh, Talbot's still a good veteran for the team, but she's not finding much of her um, playing ability at this point. Obviously, when you recover from an injury, that stuff happens. But what impresses you about these newcomers in Kadelka, Kale Newland, and just some of these young players that the Redbirds are able to depend on. When you get close to their tournament and Moline coming up pretty quick, this is something they need to continue to be able to depend on. Yeah, definitely. The fact that these freshmen are able to come in and make such an impact on this team already just shows how bright the future actually is for them. And we all know the seniors that this Redbird team has. We know what Simone Good is capable of, and we know that she's going to come out every game and give her best and, you know, put on a show. T.T. Magid, she's probably the one I'm most impressed with. I remember earlier in the season, I believe it was, was one of their first home games I was on the call, and it was my first time seeing her play, and I was blown away. At She was unguardable, you know. That, that first step she has is so quick, and she's super hard to guard. And then Lexi Whalen, you know, the fact that she was a volleyball player for three years, 
four years, excuse me, her entire time here at ISU, she was on the volleyball team. Her volleyball career comes to an end, and she decides to play her last season as a basketball player here, and she's making a huge impact for this Redbird team as well. Yeah, no, this is just a team that's fun to watch. I know myself, I was down there uh, visiting as an alum watching that team. This team is going to make some people surprised in the Hoops in the Heartland Tournament, which is after uh, right a week later from the Arch Madness Tournament. So one following question I'm going to have for you, Hector, on the women's basketball team at ISU. They got Loyola coming up at home next week. Uh, that Sunday they'll have at home as well Valparaiso. Then they go on the road. Their final two games, Drake and you and I, so a nice little Iowa uh, regular season bout before uh, the Hoops in the Heartland. What are your predictions for the upcoming games they have at home and on the road? What does this team need to do to continue boosting that conference record and what I think should be one of the top four seeded spots, hopefully going to the Redbirds in time for Hoops in the Heartland? Yeah, definitely. You know, right now they're tied for that fourth seed. They're tied with Bradley, actually, who they just lost to. So, you know, they have a couple games left. They just need to go back to the way they were playing during that five-game win streak. They maintain that level of play, and they're a dangerous team when it comes to March. You know, in that conference tournament, they will be very dangerous, and they can just go back to the way they were playing on that win streak. And I can see them do it. You know, tough loss last game against Bradley. But we've seen this team bounce back after tough losses, and we've seen them bounce back strong, and that's what I expect to see from them once again. And then I definitely expect them to go into the conference tournament, tournament excuse me, with a fair amount of momentum. And I think that's what we're all going to be expecting, alums, students. It, basketball is the best time of the year, in my opinion, with sports. So uh, we we got to finish off, obviously. There's a lot of other athletics starting up down there. There's a lot of excitement this I have to admit, February is probably the best month for Redbird athletics, especially collegiate sports. Everything's starting at the same time or finishing. How is the baseball team looking? Just to find out a little bit more uh, on the campus with athletics, Hector, what else exciting has been going on down there? Well, you know, this Redbird team, new head coach, first-year head coach here. Um, So we really, going into the season, you know, expectations were all over the place. But after a, a first weekend down in Tennessee uh, where this Redbird team played Belmont, um, I was blown away. This Redbird team scored 51 runs in three games that that weekend, and they put on a show on the field. John Rave is going to have a great season by just looking at the way he played those first few games. You can see he's the leader of the team this year. You know it's his team, and you know he's going to come and ball out every game for this Redbird team. Yeah, the baseball, I been following that when you bring in a new coach we we talked about it last year on the campus i know with women's basketball not knowing what to expect with somebody under new leadership but you know a pitching coach from purdue that's obviously going to help their young pitchers and i'm gonna have to turn it over to the other side of the diamond on softball they are having an interesting start as well if i'm correct they've had a lot of road matchups but uh how are uh coach fisher's uh women looking on the softball diamond so far you know, we definitely see some improvements on the softball field as well for Coach Fisher's team. Like you said, they're playing a lot of road games, you know, and they're playing a lot of really good teams. I believe last opening weekend, I want to say they were they were in either Arizona or Florida, and they yes, were playing Arizona top ranked teams. Yeah, they were playing top ranked teams in the nation, like top five teams, and they were going and they were playing them good. Obviously, you know, it's going to be extremely tough to beat a team that's contending for a national championship every year. 
But, you know, the Redbirds went out there and held their own, and, you know, it's going to be a very interesting year for that team as well. Yeah, I know we'll be following here at Wilson Core Special, all Redbird athletics as usual, and Hector Carrion making his debut on the Redbird Sports Update. Hector, we wish you nothing but the best of luck with your uh, call team for the broadcast tomorrow. Continue the great work with the Red Zone and wish us here at Will's for this quarter special. Wish for everybody at ZND nothing but our best and uh, continued great work at the Pulse of Redbird Nation. We appreciate the continued support you bring to the show and thanks for coming on this afternoon, man. No problem. Thanks for having me on. You know, I'm always for it. I love listening to the show. I love being on the show. It's always a good time when I get to come on. So, you know, thanks for having, thanks for bringing me on multiple times. You know, it's definitely an honor. Oh, yeah. We definitely got to go with the experience. Thanks, Hector. Thank you, Will. So, that was a very well set of insight and opinions on all Redbird Athletics. So, we appreciate Hector's time for that interview. So, there's obviously a lot going on with Redbird Athletics there, like Hector and I talked about. So, we at Will's Fifth Quarter Special wish them continued uh, best of luck moving forward. And as we continue to do the Redbird Sports Update here on Will's Fifth Quarter Special every other episode moving forward. Now we're headed into the final segment of the show you all have been waiting for. It's Will's Sports Movie Moments. It's Will's Sports Movie Moment. We all have our favorite moments not just in the sports we watch, but in our own favorite sports movies. This segment gives myself, my guests... And our listeners at home, this segment gives myself, my guest co-host, and our listeners at home a chance to pick their favorite moment from their favorite sports movie, comparing it to modern day sports. Listeners can now hop onto the podcast Facebook and Twitter page and post their own sports movie moment favorites that could end up being shared in a future episode. So I'm going to start with mine, and it's one of you I used on an earlier episode, but I felt... You know, I was watching this movie this week, actually, a little bit, and it uh, just made me want to use it on the episode. Uh, it's Rocky IV. came out in 1985. It was... Now, the interesting thing I'm going to mention here about this movie is the second, third, and fourth movies done in the Rocky saga were all directed and starred in by Sylvester Stallone himself, but... The scene I'm going to pick from Rocky IV, I think, compares best to the Redbird men's basketball team, is where I'm going to use this one. The scene is set where Rocky's uh, former rival that he became friends with, Apollo Creed, has died in the fight um, against Ivan Drago. And Rocky is avenging him and uh, defending other fighters and himself, as, in this case, when he goes to Russia against his wife Adrian's wishes to go fight Ivan Drago in the Soviet Union at the time. So he goes to the Soviet Union, uh, you know, he's training, classic montage, Rocky scene, you know, and, you know, he goes up the mountain yelling Drago, but he gets to the fight, and he's not very well liked in uh, Soviet Union, in Russia there. And, you know, the crowds are, you know, jarring at him, That you know, he's facing a lot of adversity. And it was rare for a heavyweight champion to face that. But in the movie, you know, he's it's a Cold War, so, you know, it's that type of situation. But the scene is Rocky fighting Drago. You know, there's a montage in the movie of a majority of the fight where, you know, Rocky's, uh, you know, fighting Yvonne in the first few rounds. Doesn't get too good of a beating on him at first. And 
there's the favorite part in that sequence where he hits Drago and they say the Russian just got cut by Rocky. It's a bad cut. And now it's Rocky coming after Ivan Drago. So he's coming after Ivan Drago and then it goes into that montage scene after uh, they both throw each other to the ground uh, and the fights continue into the third round and he says you gotta take a straight Duke's telling him you gotta take a straight to him you know what you gotta do so it goes through that montage scene and uh, Rocky ends up beating Ivan Drago so that scene really compares well in uh, modern day sports the Redbird men's basketball team on the campus of Illinois State University just because you know we talked about it in that interview I had with Hector there he, he and I covered it pretty well the Redbird men's basketball team is facing a lot of adversity right now. You know, they're on a five-game losing streak, not having the perfect season they were looking for this year after they lost to Iowa in last year's um, Arch Madness tournament. They got some good players in Copeland, Thane, Yarbrough, Tinsley, Chastain, Keyshawn Evans, who's played subpar uh, for the year. He's kind of had up-and-down games, a little streaky this year in a senior season. But they have a lot of good players. But they're having a lot of issues right now. They're lower in the conference standings in the Missouri Valley Conference. That's not what you want going into Arch Madness right now. So they, it's kind of at the point in their season right now where the point was with the, in that scene, the fight with Rocky and Drago. The team's down right now, kind of like in Rocky's first few rounds against Drago. So it's hopefully they find the confidence going into tomorrow's matchup against a good Drake team that's coming into ISU. That they come in, you know, with that confidence, that adversity, and adversity um, used to be fueled for confidence to beat the other team, and uh, to win, get, win the game, and just uh, up themselves in the standings and put them in a good place for the Arch Madness tournament. So that's how I feel those two compare. Um, I feel like Duke's character before uh, that montage I mentioned, third round to the rest of the fight. I feel like that's going to be Moeller tomorrow. You know, he's going to talk to his team, tell him, hey, you know, we, we got to do, you got to do it, you know, play your best, and let's let's get up in the standings like we know we can do, do what we do best, and let's put ourselves in a good place for the rest of the regular season going into the conference. So that is my Will Sports Movie Moment. That is all the time we have in Episode 27 of Will's Fifth Quarter Special. Tune in next time as we will have a Facebook Live and another episode will be, uh, the details of that will be announced in the upcoming Will's fifth quarter special, monthly Facebook Live, coming up earlier of this coming week. I want to thank WZND's news and sports reporter, Hector Carrion, for coming back onto the show and joining in on the fifth quarter sports talk. Once again, Hector, you're a supporter of the show. We appreciate that. We appreciate your time. We also want to wish nothing but the best to the rest of your department of news and sports at WZND. Uh, continued good coverage of Redbird Athletics. So we appreciate the support from Hector. Wish nothing but the best to him and his staff. And we want to thank him for his time joining us again on Will's fifth quarter special. As we enjoy doing the Redbird Sports Update, continuing talk of Illinois State University athletics for the alum and students alike. When the fourth quarter buzzer sounds, turn to us for your fifth quarter sports talk. I'm your host, Will Farrow, along with WZND News and Sports reporter Hector Carrion, saying so long from Will's fifth quarter special. To continue to hear your fifth quarter sports talk, you can check out all of Will's fifth quarter specials 
at WilliamDFarlow.com to join the sports conversation and share any opinions or thoughts on all sports. Head to the Twitter page at William D. Farlow. The fifth quarter never stops here at Will's Fifth Quarter 